Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Scott Soshnick. Every week at this time, plus Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we speak... Oh my goodness, I can't even believe this. You're very excited. Yes, I am. Medina's very excited. pro boxer, Oscar De La Hoya, the golden boy... But first, let's look at the top stories of the week. Joining us is Bloomberg Business of Sports reporter Eben Novi Williams. And let's start again. This ad from Nike has been in the news for many days now. Well, let's just say at least more than a week. The Colin Kaepernick ad, uh, and there's more news involved. Well, it's funny. I sent a note over to NBC as soon as this all started. And I said, hey, by any chance, is Nike buying any ad time on the first broadcast of, of the season? And uh, NBC said, we don't discuss the plans of our advertisers. You'll have to go to Nike and ask them. We don't discuss bit, we, business. We, we don't do business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're not going to discuss this. But I think we're at the point, Evan, what do you think? Who hasn't seen? I'm not sure they have to. I mean, maybe one again. But I'm not sure they need to advertise by commercial with this ad because – Boy, just just the social of it all, it's made its way around the world. Yeah, I don't think the, the airing it is is to reach, you know, new eyes as much as it is to, you know, make it clear that, you know, this is something that they're fully behind, you know, that this is doubling down in some ways, right? They they're making it clear that during an know, NFL broadcast, during an NFL broadcast in in the arena where, you know, where this is most controversial, uh they're making it clear that that Colin is a a principal part of this 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. Can we go subjective? Bar, what do you think of the ad? I, I think it's a powerful ad. And in and, and, and what you just said earlier, you know the ad is successful. Now, again, I'm not getting into the politics of it, but you know the ad is successful when people are looking for it on social media. Yeah. They you sought know, it out. You don't. You don't have to look for it on TV. As soon as Colin put it out, I can just see like you can see the tentacles grow around the world. People <laughs> wanting to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the NFL, Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> people playing fantasy are like, oh my God, what just happened? It, remember now, it, people had Le'Veon Bell ranked in fantasy either two or number three in the first round. And all of a sudden, this thing has blown up into one fell swoop of negotiations and he's not coming back. Yeah, and this week we've seen his teammates are are now yeah. talking trash about him. Uh, Marquise Pouncey said, uh, "Just man up and tell us what you're going to do." Ramon Foster That's criticizing how much money he's outside? getting. This just sounds idiotic. It's insane. It's just man up. And listen, everybody knows in the NFL, especially as a running back, dude, do what you need to do to get paid because you buy you get beat up. Your careers are shorter than anybody else. Take care of yourself. If this is what you need to do to get paid in the NFL, every man in that locker room should understand that. Le'Veon Bell has been one of the best running backs in the league for a couple years now. 400 touches or so yeah. last year. As Scott said, this is a position that is probably the, the, the shortest, shortest career shelf life, time. Shortest shelf life in, in the league. And yeah. by virtue of the rookie contract and the franchise tag, he's never been able to negotiate his own contract. Uh, and that's what he wants to do here. And it's it's amazing to see other players who should be supporting that uh, I- I- publicly bashing him. And I'd imagine, Scott, if you're a, a negotiator for the league in terms of the next collective bargaining agreement, uh, this is something you're licking your lips about, right? Th- these are players carrying the owner's water. But now i got to play devil's advocate. First of all, he is throwing away over $850,000 per game to... And this is probably the the most important part for this last year. 
he really couldn't negotiate a contract. So are we doing it for saving the wear and tear on the body? Yeah. And trying to do something on the back end? Both. Both. So both. He, he wants yeah. a guaranteed want, contract want, that's more than a year long. He, he wants, yeah, he wants guaranteed dollars. That's what every NFL player wants. It's about the guarantee. All those numbers you see in the NFL when you see these contracts, oh, he signed an $85 million deal. Probably 30 yeah. of it's guaranteed. Right. You know, very few players, those with the big leverage, hello, Aaron Rodgers, th- those are the kind of guys who can get almost all guaranteed, get huge. But go stack up these NFL contracts against the others. I mean, they must look at basketball players and baseball players and be like, oh, wow. I should have I played that sport. Yeah. Another story. And, Evan, this is your story about State Farm. Yeah. The, in, in the past week, uh, kind of unprecedented in the naming rights world, State Farm has put its name on an NBA arena where the Atlanta Hawks play and an NFL stadium uh, where, where the Arizona Cardinals play. Uh, it's a commitment of... Well, you let know, me see if we, they did a good job before. What, what was the NFL, the NBA arena was called? That I don't know. Phillips Arena. Phillips Arena, sure. Okay. And then... University there was some of Phoenix Stadium. All right. University of... I'm like, boy, the if they've had one. Super Bowls there and you didn't know, <laughs> they've done a terrible job. Of, of you of, of activating that deal yeah so i asked the folks at state farm kind of why they were doing this they've been one of the, the biggest sponsors and, and advertisers in sports for a long time now but never done spends like this um and what they said is that with the changing media marketplace you know with people cutting the cord on cable they're less reliant on the on the tv print radio advertising as they have been in the past and a stadium putting your name state farm arena state farm stadium is a more permanent and possibly even more reliable way to invest your dollars right now well like a good neighbor evan is there oh okay well do we get, play the uh play the bar awful music Go you know whatever shit. bad idea bar music <laughs> cue, cue the bad idea bar music okay <laughs> anyway moving right along thank you guys those were some of the topics for today's show guess what i've been sticking around that's right you're sticking around <laughs> i'm sticking around because we have our interview now with Oscar De La Hoya. Mr. Barr, where do I begin with Oscar De La Hoya? Former pro boxer, of course, long history, dating back to 92, made his pro debut. First round TKO, don't see that a lot. Uh, he's held many titles, welterweight, light welterweight belts from 92 to 2008. He's in the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame. Uh, most importantly, though, he is a successful promoter with his company, Golden Boy Promotions. Wow, uh, this is a very cool honor. Yes, that's right. I'm drooling all over the microphone because we have Oscar De La Hoya here, Ick. one of the best. <laughs> An image nobody. Man. Your picture is on the you know, the homepage to the thing. They, people know what you look like. Nobody wants to picture you drooling. We've got company. <laughs> yeah, we, so so they're supposed to be on your best behavior when company comes over. Oscar De La Hoya, one of the best boxers to ever step in the ring. Thank you so much for joining us. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I guess I'd start with the obvious question about the state of boxing. Where is it today? Um, alive and well. Very healthy. Um, in terms of, if you take a look at the numbers, uh, ratings, um, pay-per-view um, um, numbers, uh, the, the monies that it's generating, um, I, I would say that it's, it's better than ever. Uh, there's more boxing on TV than there ever was, uh, whether it's on Fox or whether it's on NBC. Uh, now that we partnered up with, uh, with um, Facebook Watch, uh, uh, we're, we're being viewed by millions and millions across the globe, which, uh, which is a great opportunity for the sport. Uh, the sport right now is very healthy. Um, you know, uh, some might say differently. Um, 
uh, UFC, maybe. <laughs> uh, is there room for both? I mean, absolutely. Have, you don't have to pick. Is there room? For no, both? there's room for there's room for both. Um, I strongly feel that. Uh, look, the 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 biggest generating pay-per-view events uh, in combative sports uh, have taken place in boxing. Uh, that's including the uh, uh, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight. There's a reason why Conor McGregor uh, made as much money as he did inside the boxing ring, not the octagon. So boxing, boxing is uh, in a state where uh, it's 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 uh, uh, healthier than ever, and uh, you know, uh, obviously September 15th is um, is the Super Bowl of uh, of our sport uh, with Canelo and Triple G. So uh, really looking forward to that. Tell us more about that, about that fight that's coming up. Um, it's obviously the rematch. Uh, first time around uh, generated some big numbers on pay-per-view. Uh, we expect that number to double. Um, uh, Give us the numbers. What are, what are we talking here? I'm, I'm expecting about 2 million homes on pay-per-view. And, um, um, I, I strongly feel that the fact that you have uh, two fighters in their prime, the fact that you have two fighters who are... Um, who are young, who are willing to to duke it out uh, inside the uh, uh, in the middle of the ring? The fact that they're not scared to get knocked out—it um, calls for a great fight. Look, the consumer, the consumer knows what they want. The consumer wants to wants to watch a great fight, and that's exactly what we're delivering. And that's the reason why we can generate so many. Are, big numbers. Are general sports fans finding it, or are these hardcore boxing fans? I'm not sure how many general sports fans right. know these names. There's, how do, how there's, do you penetrate that? yeah, no, there, there, there is, there is a, a certain percentage of, uh, of, uh, of fans that uh, that are finding the fight. Uh, most of them, yes, are hardcore uh, uh, targeted fans uh, that uh, that have watched uh, boxing over and over again. But we uh, we calculate that there's um, roughly uh, six to seven million hardcore fans uh, uh, in the sport of boxing. It's just a matter of penetrating them and uh, and 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 reaching them. And uh, we strongly feel that uh, we can we can capture that audience. And uh, I'm not too sure how how I guess strongly we're crossing over. To the uh, the casual fan, but uh, it's tracking in the right direction. I I'm I'm saying I'm saying two million, very conservative. We're speaking with Oscar De La Hoya, whose Golden Boy Promotions uh, represents Canelo Alvarez in in next weekend's mega fight with Triple G. It's Gennady Glovkin versus uh, Canelo Alvarez two. Right. The first one was a draw. You had a horse in the in the fight, so obviously it, maybe not the result you wanted. But how good is a draw for drumming up support and as interest, a promoter, that is the result you want. Interest in, <laughs> in the second in the second fight. It, exactly. No, I mean I, I obviously wasn't expecting a draw. Um, I was expecting um, I was expecting uh, obviously somebody to get the win, but. Look, a, a draw was was uh, was fair the first time around. It was a great competitive fight. Uh, both guys uh, they came out swinging, and it was probably one of the best fights in recent years that 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 a, a boxing fan can watch. Um, I strongly feel that uh, the second time around, 
uh, will be a continuation of the first one. I mean, we're going to watch round 13 uh, on September 15th. And uh, the fact that for the first time Canelo Alvarez is talking knockout, he's telling Golovkin, look, I'm going to knock you out for all the uh, bad-mouthing you've, you, you've done over, uh, over the, uh, the course of time. And uh, I strongly feel we're going to see one of the best fights in, in recent years. How much of that is real in the pre-fight hype? I always wondered about guys wanting to fight before they're supposed to fight. Right. That never made sense to me. Yeah, no. Canelo and Golovkin, uh, there's, there's a, this animosity uh, towards each other that is, is real. Uh, both oh guys are gosh. look. I mean, both. Away from yeah. the <laughs> I mean, both guys are nice guys. They're they're really really nice guys. The nicest guys in the sport. But uh, I mean, I have to mention this and be real: is that when Canelo uh, tested positive for clenbuterol uh, in his in his system, um, Gennady Golovkin uh, uh, he attacked his his. Uh, you know, he attacked his persona. He attacked. He attacked his character, and uh, Canelo. Uh, Canelo didn't like it, and uh, you know, and for the first time ever, Canelo's talking knockout. I've never, I've never heard Canelo say, "I want to knock you out," and uh, and he really means it. So it, it calls for a great fight. It calls for one of those fights that uh, that you don't want to miss. You talk about a pay per view event. That's how we think of boxing: the big events, pay per view. Right. But the world is different these days. We've got Perform and zone investing in boxing, OTT. You said there are about 6 to 8 million hardcore boxing fans. You pony up 10, 12 bucks a month for that kind of content. That's real money. What are the opportunities? Now you're on the promotion side mm-hmm. now. What are the opportunities in the new world order of media? There's, there's a, a tremendous opportunity um, um, uh, now that uh, uh, zone is, is, is getting involved uh, um, or trying to penetrate the U.S. market um, with uh, Ring TV that we uh, that we control, um, we're starting to see uh, our numbers spike uh, uh, drastically. What's been the growth of? What well, can you give me the growth chart? Where you were? How far along ago? And where well, are you let's now? let's uh, let's say our first ever uh, digital pay per view that we promoted. Uh, um, uh, w- we probably sold at a price of maybe uh, eighty-nine dollars. Uh, probably sold about thirty thousand um, pay-per-views online, and uh, the growth has been uh, incredible. We're, we're last fight we sold uh, uh, roughly two hundred thousand homes. So it's it's trending in the right direction. Um, it's fairly new. People are obviously these days not wanting to be told what to watch, when to watch, and where to watch, you know, and, uh, but there's something but about, sports, but in sports, that's exactly what happened, because it's live, nobody exactly. wants to know about the fight, I mean, later. live, live sports content is king, we all know that, and there's, there's something about the pay-per-view model that people still want to watch it on their TV, they want to, they want to watch it amongst friends and family, and have a big old party, um, that's the reason why we can still sell uh, uh, north of two million pay-per-view homes. If you were the Super Bowl, if you're the NFL, would you put the Super Bowl on pay-per-view, or are you happy on the free over the air? No, I mean, the, the, obviously, the, the, the there, there's a, there's a big uh, advantage of having uh, 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 such a big event on on live free TV, uh, uh, network television. Uh, but uh, obviously, the advantage that NFL has is that 
you know the network televisions are paying millions or billions of dollars for for the rights to televise their events are these conversations that are new for promoters i mean you're you're now wading into this idea of selling pay-per-view yourself or for matchroom making a deal a billion dollar partnership with with the zone 10 years ago correct me if i'm wrong i would have assumed that the decision on what to do from a media standpoint was a lot easier or simpler for for boxing promoters now how much more of your time is, is, is being taken up on how do we deliver this how do we get this right. to the most amount of fans while also optimizing the, the dollars no exactly and um we're we're obviously um we're obviously in 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 talks um uh with with uh with various um, um outlets that uh that will take us to the forefront i i strongly feel that look everything is is moving everything is changing and uh, but we still must continue with that pay-per-view model, uh, uh, watching it on uh, uh, um, on television. Um, I strongly feel that uh, we can generate a substantial amount of, of, of monies uh, online and, and uh, uh, OTT and uh, over the top. But uh, but there's something about the consumer that wants to watch it again with their families, amongst their friends, amongst people. It's 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 nice to watch it on your tablet, on your phone, on the computer. But uh, there's there's nothing like watching a great a sporting event on on television. So in terms of pay, big pay per view draw, so let's say you know a, a, a million and a half in a fight, these two fighters, G, Triple G and, and Canelo, obviously are at that level. How many other boxers? Are out there right now that are big enough names to draw a, a big pay-per-view audience like that. The the only the only fighter is Canelo, and uh, and and Canelo uh, uh, needs Golovkin, and Golovkin needs Canelo. There's 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 only a handful of, of fighters out there. For instance, like uh, Mayweather, if he fights once again, he'll generate those big numbers. If a Conor McGregor decides to fight Canelo, for instance, you'll generate. Three, four, five million homes on pay-per-view. Um, the the pay-per-view model um, is is I believe not going anywhere. I strongly feel, like I said, I mean people people love watching those fights on TV. But back when you were fighting, it felt like there was more. Right? It felt like there were more big names out there that exactly. were, that that could draw a pay-per-view number like that. And now it sounds like you're saying there's one or, or two no exactly and um you know it's 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 almost a breath of fresh air when you hear about these great deals that top rank is is uh orchestrating with espn or uh eddie hearn with the zone uh like i said golden boy promotions is in the works of of of, of working on such big deals um, can you create a star in boxing or does that person just have to go out if you don't win you don't become a star can, is how what's the balance there well it's it's it, the business is funny because the only way you can create a pay-per-view star and this this model has been proven over and over and over again is is by piggybacking off the current pay-per-view star that's the only way you can create a star and uh i mean because to tell people 
to tell people you have to fork over $79, $89 on HDTV uh, to watch a fight is not easy. We make Barr buy it and we go to his place. <laughs> there you go. I'll pitch in $5. <laughs> I'll get the bad thing is he's going to ask yeah. you for it before you leave. But, but boxing is changing. Uh, the sport is changing for the better. Um, like I said, we're watching more boxing on TV. We, uh, we're developing more, more champions, but... Uh, I still have to. Uh, I still have to um, bank on on the pay per view model uh, in order to create those uh, those megastars. We're talking with Oscar De La Hoya, who was nicknamed the Golden Boy of Boxing. This went back to the 1992 Olympics. There's a story about that. Well, when there's <laughs> a story from like 25, yeah, 30 yeah, years it's, ago, it's, we go to right. this when we Old turn the microphone. Bar, bar <laughs> through, you, know, you can see the looks of story. exasperation. Don't start drooling now. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, God bless her. It, now, she used to watch TV, in, uh, which was old reruns of Gunsmoke. That was about it. <laughs> so now the, the Summer Olympics are on, and she sees you on TV. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, baby, stick and move, stick and move. I'm like, are you, <laughs> Mom, calm down here, man. So the, my point to this whole story is that the Olympics, that was a great venue mm -hmm. to see up-and-coming boxers mm -hmm, at the time. Mm -hmm. Is that another way we can show off brand new talent in the Olympics like that? Well, I I, I strongly feel that's the only platform um, where where a star is going to be born, um, especially in boxing, a pay per view star, a household name. Um, boxing has changed in the in the amateur uh, system um, for the worse. I I have to say, and um, I'm I'm. Glad that uh, I'm glad that the AIBA, uh, um, uh, the uh, international uh, uh, boxing organization, if if I may say, um, is uh, is working on changing its rules and regulations um, to make boxing uh, uh, more transparent. Uh, because our judging is 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 not where it should be. Anyway, you brought up judging. Evan went back and looked at the scorecard of that first Triple G. <laughs> right, and fight. it was terrible. Two were close, and one was it was wide. terrible. But does that turn fans off? Like, how does Absolutely. that happen? Absolutely, I, I have no idea how that happens. Look, a lot of people obviously obviously blame me, the promoter. I mean, you you always blame of the promoter. I blame you. Your name is like, on it. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I didn't do anything. I didn't, you know. Um, but I mean, there's a reason why they banned her for a year. Uh, I think it was Adelaide Bird who uh, they banned for a year from judging. Um, and um, you know, it, it it shouldn't happen. But then again, whenever you have a, a sport uh, that requires um, uh, 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 judging by by a human, don't in figure in figure skating, don't they throw out the high and the low? Just in case, maybe, right? Maybe exactly. We look at that in boxing. Maybe we should do that. Though. Exactly. Yeah. There's, I mean, look, boxing has a lot of room for growth, and but that's where the opportunity is. Right now, in in the last year alone, uh, more than five six billion dollars has been injected into com combat sports, including boxing. So there's opportunities, including with the judging, including with refereeing. So I think we're living some good times uh, uh, um, uh, in boxing, and I'm, I'm excited. Oscar De La Hoya, founder of Golden Boy Promotions. Thank you so much, sir, for coming in and joining us. You, you made my day. My uh, man, my man. Can I wait? I have a napkin. You have a little jewel yeah. right there. Hold on. <laughs> Oscar, thank you. Thank you. Sir. Appreciate it. Takeaways, Oscar De La Hoya says that boxing is strong, 
like it was back in the day of Muhammad Ali. Hey, come on. I mean, boxing's as strong in the day when there's cigar smoke filling up the felt form. Thank you. I'll bring up a reference in, in to the felt platoon. form. In this platoon. In this platoon. The what? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think boxing is now where it was. It's a different media landscape, so there's opportunity for boxing. But it's not like, hey, everybody's watching boxing. Yeah, boxing is, as Oscar just said, dealing with the same big questions that the NFL and the NBA is. It's long been a totally different media mar- uh, model, pay-per-view, Showtime, HBO, but that's shifting now. You know, we talked about DAZN, we talked about ESPN and ESPN Plus, which carries a lot of boxing now. Uh, those are conversations that Oscar's now having. He's meeting with the the likes of Amazon and Facebook, just like Adam Silver is, and just like Roger Goodell is. The world is different. It used to be you have to aggregate a lot of eyeballs. You know, the big mass product. That's not the way it is anymore. Now with all the OTT, it's all right. Are there fifty thousand people that want to see this? Okay, charge them ten bucks a month if they really like it. They're hardcore fans. That's real money. You get enough of those, and whether it's archery or boxing or MMA or whatever, you get enough of those little OTT channels, and you've got real business. Back in the day, they used to call it closed circuit. Closed circuit TV. Right. And you used to go pay for that, so why should this be any different? Yeah. My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since kids. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and proud. Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. Number of the week. Oh, my goodness. This is so easy. It's, and, and I know this one. It, you do know this one. It's 48. Now, the people out there are like, 48. A uh, number of uh, what athlete, uh, so-and-so? What, uh, well, they nope. never, by seeing my picture on our webpage, there's no way they're thinking I'm in my upper 40s. So they're not thinking, holy, wow. Your Twitter photo, you look too. I, I, well, that's that's my son. <laughs> that's not even me. That's my son. Also a participant in the show. Yes. Happy birthday to Scott Soshnick. At Soshnick. Happy birthday to you. Oh, this is like my Marilyn Monroe moment. Happy birthday <laughs> to Except it's a nightmare. Scary. It's a nightmare. Happy birthday, Mr. Co-host. Happy birthday Again, Evan has no idea what we're talking about. You know what we're talking Evan, about? Evan, how do you not know I, any of these references? I'm just blown okay. away. I, Wait, by I, the way. I am very aware of who he, Marilyn Monroe is. So he doesn't know. Uh, happy birthday, he's, Mr. President. No, oh, okay, I am very okay. aware. But, but if we may, let's end it on this. Medina, you actually have a great voice. So let, 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 oh t- my God! T- no, you're not. Medina, sing us out. Medina, requesting a happy birthday. You sing all the time. Sing us out, Medina. But I'm not singing. Sing us out, Medina. Oh, the worst. The worst. Come on. Happy birthday. No, okay, now I'm going to stop. <laughs> this is your birthday song. Yeah. It doesn't last too long. Hey! <laughs> too many jokes right now. No, but happy birthday, Scott. In all Thank seriousness, you. you look great for your age. Oh, you had to throw that in? <laughs> what? what was that? Damn. That's a shot. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to get emails from all my the friends on that one. No, I'm not. I mean it. Like, you, look, you look good. Oh, thank you. And I like you, and this is why I knew I always liked you because you're a Virgo. That's right. And I'm I'm a Taurus. We're Earth signs. We we're a very compatible friendship. There we go. That's like saying you don't look bad for an ogre. <laughs> it's like you well, know. can't wait till we find out your birthday. Don't oh, worry about. Oh man, you look you look great. We're gonna have your you're gonna have your wife on the phone for that one. Oh my. 
Uh, moving right along. Let's wrap this up, shall we? Time. Okay. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online as an Apple podcast. You can catch that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm Evan Novi Williams on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. And I'm Scott Soshnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnick. Thanks for joining us. Please tune in next week when we speak with San Francisco 49ers President Al Guido. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world and online as an Apple podcast on iTunes.